I'm sorry, I regret to inform you that you are listening to I Don't Get It, the pop culture Get Off My Lawn cast. Featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which is an exercise equipment manufacturer. I am joined, as always, by my good pal... Uh, I am Noah Tarno, founder and senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing... America's premier provider of corporate and private trivia events virtually. Nonstop. Welcome, Bill. Nonstop. Feels that way. Feels that way. I am not finding myself with quarantine downtime, but uh, it's a good problem to have. But people don't don't know. As you're talking to me, you put the microphone on mute and you pick up your phone and you you continue quiz mastering simultaneously. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because that's how we maintain the high quality. We do five things at once. I was going to say, so if in San Francisco right now, it's what? 9 a.m., right? Or no, actually almost 10 a.m. 9.53. In Kuala Lumpur for the game you're doing, it's like 7 p.m., so it's even better. You know, one of our goals when we when we uh when the pandemic hit was we wanted most of our topics to be related having some currency to the pandemic quarantine situation and this one definitely does yeah that's true that is true when you yeah yeah i mean so, go so ahead. What, do, what do we got today what's our hot topic of the, of the week so i mean specifically this is comedy and it's tangential to the to the uh you know tempt to the horror that we're living in but we are talking about mrs sarah cooper this week or miss sarah cooper or whatever you want well to call she it. She is married, but Cooper is not her husband's name. True, correct. So um, you're probably familiar with her, although I, I I will get to the reasons why I was largely unfamiliar with her until I checked out for the topic. But it was suggested. It was one of those obvious kind of buzzy things that were out there. And sometimes I need to push from the right person to say, uh, hey, take a look at this. And so uh, Sarah Cooper is a New York-based comedian. Uh, I think she's 40, 41 years old. She's, she's been around for, uh, I guess, a minute or so. She has come to uh, prominence for uh, these, these uh, Trump-skewering TikToks that she's done, where she lip-syncs the president speeches verbatim unedited and does the work of comedy strictly through acting and and sort of impressionism and 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 body language i say impressionism again not verbal because it's it's merely she's doing a lip smash of this of the track so again not that people haven't done lip syncs before in fact this is the whole thing of tiktok is essentially people right. doing lip syncs and it's the perfect home for it she is a little older than most of the other people on tiktok but she managed just to- a little just a just little. a bit well we we talked about zach king a few weeks ago who is like the elder statesman of the most followed TikTok people, and he's like 30. According to Wikipedia, she was born circa 1978. So, you know, whatever that means. But. She's the, the Hume Cronin of TikTok, Noah. <laughs> yes, in a Hume if, if anybody gets She's that the reference. Wilford Brimley of TikTok. So Sarah Cooper has earned degrees in economics, uh, and then I believe that was a bachelor's degree in economics. I think she got a master's degree right. in digital design. So she's yeah. got well, a long uh, educational, higher educational uh, career that went on for a long time. She, and she's an immigrant. That's true. She's an immigrant from Jamaica. Sarah Cooper worked at Google, uh, on, in specific, on the Google Docs project where she worked on user experience. This is, I, I forget that people make these things and they put a lot of work into it. It's an important angle is to make sure people want to use these things. I did not hear about her first flush with viral success, which was in 2014. She had a blog post on Medium called 10 Tricks to Appear Smart in Meetings. And it was a little bit like one of those... Uh, shouts and whispers pieces is that what it is in the uh, in the shouts, New Yorker shouts and, shouts and murmurs shouts and murmurs right office etiquette things that make you look smarter and it's very clever yeah. it was it was pretty well done again it, I, I, and 
And importantly, it, it showed a very, a lot of perception in terms of psychology, in terms of human behavior, in terms of the tricks people do. I mean, I'm serious, like this woman's understanding of psychology is very impressive. And that's very relevant to her Trump videos, I yeah. think. Yeah. So it's it's of a piece, I really believe. So after 14, 2014, I think she she got out of Google. I mean, I, I this is always that thing, man. I can't believe someone would leave Google. Is not is not not the golden ticket to the one the Wonka bar. Uh, I have a friend mm-hmm. who happily left Google with no other job. I don't think she found it outright hostile work environment. Sure, elements of that. In fact, I can think of two people, both of whom are not straight white men. And I don't know if she's said anything about this, but a lot of those tech places people leave for that reason. No, you're right. Not necessarily that you were harassed, but that you don't feel like you fit in. Maybe it's this is. Um, my own my own myopia and, and i can Im- i can imagine a, a black woman feeling that way but i don't know who knows you know it sure could be anything could be she wanted to pursue her a comedy dream and this book you know got her noticed and okay cool like i don't blame her like mm-hmm. maybe she loved the job but she loved something else more since 2014 it's about six years now she's been toiling in comedy so think of it this way she she's hit as we as as noah turner likes to uh, coin the phrase on this show she's hit the viral lottery twice the my the medium blog piece was a huge hit and then this now during the pandemic is even better. That's like the slot it's, machine. It's easier. It's easier to hit the viral lottery the second time if you already hit it the first time. Probably, right? probably, yeah. Because I imagine from the first time she already had a bunch of followers and sticky followers, and that just made it that much easier for her work to get seen. But to jump medium, to, sorry, to jump media is a little harder to do. Not that you're going to drag all of your followers in. I mean, but, no, but the TikTok thing is a larger arena for sure to succeed in. Like the potential the potential for ginormous uh, fame and success is much bigger than in, say, a blog piece, which is going to be its own little, you know, ecosystem. What do you think of Sarah Cooper, my friend? Uh, she's excellent. She's really good. It's funny, man. I, I find no humor in the current president of the United States. I find horror i never found him entertaining in any respect of course i didn't take him seriously until it actually i went holy shit this moron is like many people i did not think he could become president but you know as soon as i saw that he was having an an actual impact on real politics it bothered me of course when he became president it bothered me even more um but i don't find trump jokes funny i bristle and almost get offended when people say stuff like his hair is wacky or the donald that drives me nuts and i have a policy uh at big quiz thing events you know we do a thing where if you don't know the right answer you write a wrong but funny answer smart ass points we call them and i read them and if they get a laugh at an in-person event or in a virtual event if people type ha in the chat window i give it to you i will not read a smart ass point attempt that references donald trump i will not really something the answer is a book and someone says the art of the deal i don't even read it because i don't want him to have any place there i don't think it's funny he's he is an evil destructive motherfucker i never thought i would ever laugh at anything related to donald trump again and last night i watched all of sarah cooper's trump videos granted the whole all they all total up to like 12 minutes probably i couldn't stop laughing it helped that i ingested a lot of marijuana (laughs) but this morning in the light of the mildly hungover day and yes you can get hungover from pot i do a little uh i still find (laughs) pretty funny she is an extraordinary actor and it's not even about her lip syncing skills you know how much she can do the lip movements to make the sound like the words are coming out of her mouth but just how she peels beneath the surface and shows what's really going on in his mind when he says these insane things there was a new york times article about her that what was the headline what did it say no she she reveals him is what the times headline said yeah she exposes him exposes some of it is just by accentuating the emotions 
that to me, but not enough for his followers, are obvious. The insecurity. When he's talking about, I, I, I only went to the bunker for a brief, brief time. Very short time. Very short. Just to inspect. Just to inspect. The furtive, desperate desperate he's so desperate and she really accentuates that and she does these funny things where like in the bunker she's like in her shower like holding on to the curtain you know she makes these little what would look like shitty videos anytime during the quarantine but she plays it up she does the other characters like she, the latest one that interview with sean hannity where hannity says what are your goals for your second term and he just spouts gibberish and doesn't list one goal he couldn't even say finish the wall you think that would be a layup for this guy and when she does hannity she ends it with what what are your goals for a second term and then she does this little kiss at him and it's really funny you know revealing that or she does trump jr interviewing him and doing this stupid joke oh in honor of father's day i got a question for you who's your favorite trump child and why is it ivanka and then she does this little furtive glance back and forth like hey look at this funny joke i just told isn't that joke funny so it's not just trump it's all the people in this orbit and how desperate and sad you know really not confident they are so she exposes that very effectively the other thing is uh, the first time i saw one of her videos I think my sister showed me the first one that really went big for her was uh, talking about, oh, what if we put light in the body and disinfected the body with sprays or whatever he said. And I watched that and I thought it was like made up or it was a Trump imitator saying something like I couldn't believe these were his real words. After years and years of listening to him spout the dumbest nonsense known to mankind, I couldn't believe he had actually said these things. And there's an element here of racial import. Somehow, when it comes from the face of Donald Trump, even though I look at his face and I want to pound it into bloody hamburger, there's an element of like, it makes sense coming from him or you expect it coming from his face. But when it comes from the face of a younger black woman, it seems more insane. It denormalizes even for it. A, Right. Even for a person like me who would put 8,000 times more trust in Sarah Cooper than Donald Trump. She's a great actress. She's a great she has incredible psychological acuity. The videos get in and out. Somehow she makes them funny. I couldn't stop laughing at, we've done a terrific job on testing. Testing! And she hits that. Her face explodes when she says it. Uh, we've done a great job on ventilators. Like, the word ventilators set me off. And the way his face just changes from the abject terror that she puts out there. He hides behind what I think is a flimsy mask, but works for too many Americans. He hides behind it. She doesn't hide behind it. She shows the terror. She shows the fear. I, yeah, she's definitely a natural wit, right? She comes to comedy with... with um, I, I brought up the degrees before because, I, I, you know, first of all, if someone goes for that much higher education, it assumes that they want to learn. It assumes that they're very good at a number of things. And, and so I would say you mix in your psychological bent, like what you were talking about, which I think is a natural part of her acumen that she understands this psychology on a native level. It's not necessarily teaching. It's just something she gets in terms of being a human being and reading other people on earth that says to me that this is a person who's extremely well-rounded and i i the, the i love that i don't know if it's irony what you would call it poetic justice that it's a, a black woman doing this um well you know, that's in in, that's in a way it's it. like that's uh, part of how she exposes him and that's the racial thing even for a guy like you and me the disconnect hearing that stuff come from her makes it sound all the more ridiculous. Yeah, in a way, I was I was just going to make a parallel to Lin-Manuel Miranda doing Alexander Hamilton and that, you know, you, you ah. have, I mean, it's 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 just a, that's just a race flip and not so much a gender flip. But I know the Harry Potter musical was doing both race and gender flips too. And again, it's not, it's not to beat the shit out of something or, but it is to expose and play it different where Harry Potter could be played by a black woman on stage. And it does mean something. Whether it's for good or for ill, it does expose new facets and you will see something different. Yeah. If, you're, if you're open to it yeah i agree with everything else you said 
she's she's great. She she's it, it, you know she's really talented. I'm curious what the next step is when yeah you know like it, it, like how does she parlay this into a what is the next form of her career? I, I read an article in Variety or something that said like she's been giving offers now. She had a manager but she didn't have an agent. Now she's yeah. got an agent. Yeah. yeah, I mean people are banging down her door, which frankly is the way it should be because she's showing her talent. The next step for her, she becomes she stars. I mean when when such things are possible, she stars in a comedy movie. I mean, God willing, she becomes fucking Tom Hanks. Well, back when Tom Hanks was a comedic actor. She's fucking talented. Why not have her star in a comedy movie? Or she's got a spec script somewhere that she can pitch to Netflix for a 10-episode series. Yeah, I mean, she's got to do it now. She's got to hit the iron while she's hot. I hope she does because I'm impressed with her and I want to see what what she can do. I only have... There's only one thing that's a, a hitch to this for me. For the reasons you said, I... Do not think these are funny at all. She she is funny, and this is a good idea. I can't listen to his speeches. I can't hear right, his voice. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? That's it's fair. it's a chemistry thing. It's not. Yeah. She is making funny material, but it, for me, it is. It's it's body horror. This is something that. Well, is, well, yeah, okay. I'm a little ashamed that I still find it funny for the reasons I scorn people for making jokes about the art of the deal. Oh, this yeah, this is I'm, different I'm, than that. I'm, I guess I'm not as principled as you. It's not principled. It is, it's a chemistry thing. If I were to get intellectual about it, I think I would say my problem is that there's, there's I can't see an easy way or an effective way to satire something humorless, ineffaceable, cruel, and also at the same time something that is victorious at crushing life, you know, that, that is based on inhumanity. This is, you know, I, I listened to a lot of interviews with Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks would say through the latter part of the 20th century, even to the 21st century, people would keep asking about the producers, you know, like every time it got transmogrified into another art form, they would kind of say like, isn't it, um, is it, you know, how do you make jokes about the Holocaust, blah, blah, blah. And people have been making that since 1967, you know, the year the producers aired, uh, first aired in the movie theater. And it's like, he's, he said this over and over again. He's like, you know, the one thing that I can get over Adolf Hitler is being able to make fun of him. I can shrink him down and point out how ridiculous everything about the Nazis are. And it's like, yes, that's true. On the other hand, six million, he won. He killed six million Jews. It's like yeah. you can make you can make fun of him. Humor acts as a steam valve, right? For the people who've been getting crushed and defeated. Especially if you're inside, that's what you you fall back on that because you can say this, you're not going to crush my spirit. He's the villain and he, he's won. It's it's a route. It's an abject victory where he's destroyed the environment, he's destroyed the government, he's destroyed the polity. And he's, he's destroyed the American electorate. It's like, I, I appreciate that she's made these jokes. And again, it's not that she's not made them. She's done as good a job as you can. I just can't laugh at it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I bribed my nephews, Ryan and Tyler, to show me TikTok last summer. You know, it would be cool if I could lip sync Trump because I'm so different than who he is. You know, I'm, I'm a black woman, I'm an immigrant. And the stuff he gets away with saying, I would never get away with saying unless... I could lip sync him. So I decided to just give it a shot. And so I started doing it. So Bill, why has uh, Sarah Cooper's moment come? Why has, uh, why is this caught on so fast? You know, she's been interviewed. I watched that long interview with her, some Australian news show. She was on our boy, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she's the comedian of the moment, that variety article that said Hollywood's clamoring for her. Why? Pourquoi? Well, she's very good, uh, and that is only a piece of it, but I feel like it has to be the backstop for uh, for something to be worthy of our adoration. It, it has to be good above all else, and then you can start to bolt on other reasons. So she's got the good part down. You can tell she's a smart person, and yeah, I think that 
we will enjoy whatever it is she makes. I mean, let's just say she does viral stuff. Let's just say she's, you know, a meme person. Okay, cool. So I think that the popularity is that she's good. She found this thing that is already hyper real and, and she denormalized it. She's giving it back to saying, no, 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 don't, don't. You've gotten used to this because it's been three and a half years, but it's like, wake up, come back out of your nap and understand again how horrible this is. On a strictly technical level, this is the perfect use of TikTok for a, for a 40 year old yeah. person. You oh know, TikTok, God. which is, I would say, 90% a lip sync medium uh, as it is, she found the right place to do, you know, her own particular art in this case where she was lip syncing speeches. I haven't seen a ton of that. I'm, I'm used to kids lip syncing songs and things like that, but speeches seems kind of new, especially for all the the all the presidential skewering and satire that's out there right now most of it is just impressions of people trying to outdo themselves and how ridiculous they can make the impressions and i don't find any of them funny i don't find alec baldwin funny i don't find i mean colbert does one uh, tony Atamanuk from the uh, ucb does one like yeah. I, there there's there a different- oh my god we saw that on cameo there were like 12 trump impersonators. yeah this is probably the best way is to just use the raw material and, and get it at yourself she found her material correctly she's really good at being a a, a, a lip sync artist and she's she's in the right venue to do it so the popularity the moment was here for it and she and it's done very well you know you bring up an interesting point is uh she's a presidential imitator impressionist and i saw someone described as she's the best known presidential impressionist of the moment and we've i don't say always had those people but i mean you know what now i'm interested like were there presidential impersonators in the 1800s i mean no i think you need to go did, to did dan rice do an impression of ulysses s grant i think like you know vaughn meter probably Vaughn meter was the probably first. well because you talk about the presidents being on tv that only started in oh yeah yeah the most Eisenhower. people didn't know what they sounded like right yeah there was you couldn't get a person you couldn't get a um i mean the radio maybe somebody was doing fdr impressions but you know Someone, when they're on when they're on whoa, TV. oh those 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 fireside chats someone must have done an yeah. fdr impression yeah the concept album. Uh, but those of you who don't know, Von Meter is an interesting character. Von Meter, I don't know how he started. He was he did an impression of JFK, and he had like a coterie of other performers who did the whole family. And they released an album in 1961 or 1962 called The First Family, and it sold 8 zillion copies. It won Grammys. Uh, it was a huge hit. And it was comedic sketches about the Kennedy family at home. And my favorite story, my favorite story about Von Meter is apparently the night or two nights after Kennedy was assassinated, Lenny Bruce was doing stand-up. He got on stage and the first thing he said was, well, Von Meter's fucked. And the crowd exploded. <laughs> That's a great icebreaker. You know, we've had those people. I mean, uh, Rich Little did Reagan, didn't he? I mean, SNL's always had someone doing the president at the time. I mean, Dana Carvey got a lot of juice off his Bush senior impersonation, which was great. Ackroyd did uh, Carter, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was particularly good at Carter. Mm -hmm. You know, Chevy Chase, quote-unquote, did Gerald Ford, but he didn't. Phil Hartman did a good Clinton, and Will Ferrell's W, I never thought was very good. Didn't they have some guy do Obama? No, Fred Armisen was doing Obama, guys, A couple of guys did, yeah. And, of course, Key and Peele. Peele does an excellent Obama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Those are some of my favorite Key and Peele sketches. When you put Sarah Cooper in that legacy... Right. She is, you know, I guess before her, we would have said Alec Baldwin, right, who gets the job done, but there's nothing particularly original about his Trump impersonation. Yeah. She is really 
the President Trump personator for a new media and a new president. Trump is unlike any other president in so many ways. She is the new presidential personator. It employs technology. It employs um, psychological acuity. Uh, it's really interesting to, to think of her as a presidential impersonator. So to answer the question, why is she popular? Well, we need a presidential impersonator. She understands these things. Unlike Baldwin, she's not doing what everyone else did in the past. She is meeting Trump on his own terms, which is media is completely changed. Who the president is is completely changed. And she is presenting something fundamentally, formally completely different to match that. It's critical. It's a critical thing yeah. rather than an impression, I think, even though the impression oh. is, is fairly correct as a description. You know, she makes these little videos at home. They very much look like someone trapped in their house, like, well, the Fiona Apple album sounded like it, but it wasn't really like that. Mm -hmm. It imitated that. But a lot of the things that have been popular now are, you know, playing on that. Like, I think it's interesting. Uh, Watching her videos, I watched her on Fallon. It led me to Trevor Noah. I haven't been watching most of these talk shows on uh, the quarantine versions, but I find it interesting they're all doing it, like they're all dressing down. It's acknowledging that this is a different format and changing accordingly. I change other things for the different format, but I don't change my clothes for that. So, you know, she makes these videos that look like a quarantine. She adds these, these touches, but they're low rent, not low rent, low fi right? They're her huddled in the shower. They're her, you know, doing things that clearly don't take props or fancy props. She's just drawing on a dry erase board. She understands her medium. She understands her moment. And she understands her target. And she's talented. I'm a big fan. And man, you're making me laugh. Well, I'm a big fan of yours. I've been trying to get on this show for a long time to do stand up. <laughs> and now here I am, a guest without even leaving my house. So this is incredible. Noah, would you have liked Sarah Cooper when you were a young child? I don't see why not, or young child or young man or teenager or whatever. I don't see why not. I think I've mentioned in the show before, I often think that, you know, we're talking about the little cynical scale that you're above me and I'm above most other people and that the people who still make jokes about Art of the Deal are well below us. I often said in the show, I think I'd be closer to those people. If Trump had been president when I was 20, 21, I wouldn't take all the danger he does this seriously. I would think I would roll my eyes more and go, oh, what can you do? You know, I might enjoy it even more in that regard. Or I might enjoy it less because I, I feel less of the stab of the black humor. You have to laugh to keep from crying. Actually, yeah, I think I'd like it less because it, it wouldn't be as, maybe poignant is the wrong word, but it wouldn't be as emotionally or psychologically as powerful as it is to me now. Yeah, that, that's exactly where I landed on this one. It, it really depends on how horrifying and unfunny your real life is. Um, <laughs> that's why, like, as kids, we really, 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 really vibed on the Carvey impression of George H.W. That guy, even if you hated Republicans, that guy was essentially, you know, he was, you well, did not view him as an existential threat. The worm turned with a lot of people when Farrell was doing George W. Bush. And they people were right saying, you are making it seem cuddly that this guy's a war criminal. And you, you really had, the script got flipped in terms of what an impression could do to make somebody seem innocuous that you're just like when you would see Pol Pot no it wasn't it was that guy not Pol Pot but those those um Cambodian warlords were on the stand in like in like the early 2000s and there's a 91 year old guy and he's withering under the lights and he's five feet tall and gray and hunched over 
you know, yet in 1968, he ordered the death of millions. Yeah. You know, this or, is or or Harvey Fi- Harvey Weinstein yeah. showing up in court with a walker. And, yeah, look at this sad man. Fuck yeah. him. He's or a Pinochet. Pinochet was literally dying oh. while he was in the yeah. witness box in in, uh, in Chile. You know, and and and, yeah. and it's like this. This is the thing. It's like look at these poor. How could you make fun of this ridiculous, resible figure if he really was as dumb and as as stupid and as poorly spoken as Will Ferrell made George W. Bush out to be? And not somebody who was, you know, in charge of a larcenous uh, White House and a, a very deleterious and homicidal administration, you know, which laid waste to two countries. That was a critical mistake, as funny as it might have been. And even, but now those days sound quaint compared to this. So again, if if I could divorce myself from the horror, I know that I really liked Reagan out of out of Phil Hartman's mouth. You know, like those sketches were funny, and you know, we had a different register. You, it, it was more of a game, like the political gridiron dinners. Those were people where you would say okay we're all people we we work in this business dc is a business my job happens to be republican my job has to be democrat but it wasn't nearly as tribal in 1983 as it even was in 1993 or christ 2003 they were something for everyone to laugh at or enjoy the humor of i think you know george hw honestly did not mind did not mind being made fun of i think if he was flattered he's probably a little he didn't know who dana carvey was but once they explained it to him i think he got along with it and he he actually at one point invited dana carvey and his wife to the white house and carvey raved afterwards that bush was the nicest guy in the world yeah and then and, and, and clearly he was a democrat he said look Whatever you think about their politics, he and Barbara are such nice people. Yeah. And he told stories about they were delightful. And, you know, you were able to do that in those days exactly. more so. You could do that. that was Say, fun. we disagree, but he's a real nice guy. Yes, you know? yes. That's, it was possible then and it's not possible right. now because you have a lack of humanity. I see this as me taking the subtext of what he has sort of written extemporaneously and kind of giving that to the world. Um, I am the Trump whisperer. So, Bill, is there any way that the viral lottery winning of Sarah Cooper and her talent, her exposure, everything about her Trump impersonation, is there any way that that is a sign of the apocalypse? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that at all. It's a cl- This is a cliche, I think, of or that stupid cliche. And I literally hate the way this sounds. But that phrase, speaking truth to power, this is kind of that a little bit because this is a very, very savage critique. This is it may be a TikTok video and it may just be based on, uh, a, a, you know, a, a physical impression and some, and some, you know, real acting. But it's a savage, savage, savage critique. The fact that we can still do this, the fact that we have the ability to tell the story so concisely and that there's a huge marketplace in which to do it is kind of a good sign. You know, the apocalypse is what she's raging against. The apocalypse is what she's responding to. She's, you know, what we are all, those of us who are on this side are all experiencing the same thing. And so she's become sort of like a deacon uh, among us because she's managed to crystallize and find find a way to say these things in a, in a really pithy way. I pretty much agree. You know, I think it's anti-apocalypse in certain ways in that she's pointing out that this new medium that we're stuck in for a while and things like TikTok too really can still reveal real talented people. You know, we always have this fear that these social media stars we look at are you know, making the markipliers of the world. They're downgrading what it means to be talented, what it means to be star, what it means to be in demand. And even the YouTube stars like Emma Chamberlain, who I think has some talent and has star power, but Sarah Cooper is. So that these new mediums, things like TikTok and YouTube and whatever, can still reveal genuine talent. Now, something we haven't brought up is, you did say she's a stand-up. I watched a set of her stand-up on YouTube from, I don't know, last year or something. And she's okay. 
she she did not strike me as an exceptional talent. She striked me as a good talent. So clearly, this is more her medium yeah. than stand up. Yeah. And so so that's even better in that this new medium is not only we can not only find genuine talented people in this new medium, but it is bringing out the best in certain people. Like we might if TikTok had never existed, we might go our whole lives thinking Sarah Cooper is well, we never heard of Sarah Cooper. But Sarah Cooper might just be an okay talent. But because of things like TikTok, we discover that Sarah Cooper has these hidden geniuses. A niche a niche superpower. Yeah. That's a good way a, to put it. A yeah. niche. The reason this might be might be might be a sign of the apocalypse is i do worry i don't do you worry that this might desensitize certain people that this might push people who are closer to our level of cynicism down to the art of the deal level i know because i i think uh, to the contrary you got to be really stupid to believe that i think to the contrary like i said she strips the the dust off of it the normality the sort of blase wake up every single day and the quotidian bullshit of seeing something stupid and horrifying she she makes that new again. At least at least for me it does. It's a corrective whereas other people, the, the nighttime monologists who tell these jokes. I'm not, you know, fucking Seth Myers. I'm nothing wrong against Seth Myers, but you know, you're not going to treat this uh, with the kind of sobriety it needs if you're you're, you know, you have to write 6 minutes of, of jokes about this on a nightly basis, then it's going to become this is some fucking joke writer's purview. She's doing something different than that. I did See, one interesting tweet that she retweeted where someone said to her, oh, my God, you're so hilarious, and I love Trump. I do wonder. I mean, I'll say you got to be pretty fucking dumb to have any confidence in Donald Trump. Or if not dumb, willfully ignorant or evil. You might go, yes, I know he's a complete monster, but fuck that. I want lower taxes and I'm rich. Hey, why not all three boxes at once, Noah? Okay, fine. So you got to be one of those things, but mostly you got to be fucking dumb. There might be Trump fans who are going, this is hilarious. Or maybe hilarious to the wrong look at it, coming out of a black woman's mouth. That's great. I mean, do you think my worry is misplaced? I could see some people saying, look, the libs are triggered. Look at this. Look at this black oh, woman. Okay. You know, that's 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 their number one priority, triggering the libs. The point is, you have to do a lot of work. You have to finish a lot of work and you have to share a lot of work in order to realize what it is that you are meant to be doing. Noah, address the envy question for me. Uh, sure, because she's more talented than me. She's funnier than me. She's getting attention for her art. You know, I'm jealous of everyone we talk about on the show for that reason. She understands people better than me. That has been a huge, huge gap in my life. I don't know what anyone wants. I don't know what anyone's (laughs) thinking. I don't see anything. I've been very frustrated for a lot of reasons during the Trump years. But one thing that frustrates me is just my complete inability to understand why anyone thinks He's strong. Why anyone thinks he's macho. I mean, the rejoinder is it's racism. It seems so transparent to me that he is a weak, weak, weak man. Clearly, it's transparent to her, too. And by the way, she's very open about this in interviews. She's like, this guy fucking sucks. Look at her Twitter feed. She is unapologetically left wing. Good for her. The Australian guy said, admit it. Aren't you hoping a little that he's reelected so you get more material? That's such a stupid And she's like, no. She's like, I am praying for the day I get no more material. Like, she could do the, the, the company man kind of thing and go, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, sure, I'm voting against him, but I don't know. There's a little part of me that I want this career to keep going. No, she's like, fuck that shit. Especially now. Like, she'll be fine. Like, if, if he, lo- trust me, she's getting deals. Like, she doesn't need these anymore. Yeah. She, she, she got the springboard. She sees things mm-hmm. in a much sharper way, and she's able to express that 
and point it out. And, you know, I, I just want to grab people and say, don't you see he's such a fucking idiot. But the way I do it or would do it would be ineffective. She figured out how to do it in a very cutting, effective way. I addressed this up at the top of the show. I'm definitely jealous of her. I think that for what you said, she's smarter than I am for sure. She's craftier. She has a more keen eye. I think she can express herself and use her face and her body and her art more than I ever could. All great skills to have. If anyone's ever spent any time behind a microphone or a camera, those are just the things you want to be good at. She is natural in addition to being studied and she's put a lot of hours into this, one would assume. Maybe equal to that is that she got lucky twice, if we want to call it, where she wrote the blog post and it was an incredible, incredible success story. And I say this as a guy whose who's highest selling tweet had something like, you know, 400 retweets, which is not nothing. It's wow, not, really? Yeah, it's not That's, nothing, but it's also it's not better than me. It's not. It's not a 5,000 retweet. You know? Yeah. It's. I'm telling you, it's. It's an economy of scale. It meant something, but I realized, oh, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm. I'm a 400 retweet kind of guy and that's fine that's um, i i don't i don't deserve any more than that. i'm not any more exceptional than that she's gotten lucky for good things she's she's known for a high quality product but obviously i wish i could have done something similar because this is the kind of thing we'd like to be known for we we would love someone talking about us the way we're talking about sarah cooper and yeah i mean i don't but that, know that's true of nearly every topic on oh, this, this is exactly what I want to do, I changed careers. You know, I jumped I jumped from something that was a nine to five into something that was art based and did not have a lot of success doing it. And she managed to have a success doing it. So, you know, it, it's another parallel. It's another thing that I saw in, 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 you know, that was in common between the two of us. And she managed to make it work. So it doesn't take away my ability to enjoy what she does or, you know, the want to see the future uh, output from her for sure. In fact, I'm more excited about the future output than I am this particular uh, thing that she did. I personally would prefer something with more, I guess, story or, or a holistic sense of yeah. creativity. But I, And I haven't brought that up. If I had to say there's any flaw in this, it's it's very... I don't want to say tossed off because the details are great. She's great with details. She has this thing where uh, there's a bit where he talks about people want to get out there. They want to reopen all that. And it ends with it. And they want to they want to go to town is what Trump said. And she does this little dance when she says go to town. Like that's what I mean by being a good actor. Yeah. She adds these little curly cues. If I, if I would criticize, it's that it's not that it's lazy, but that she could be building more. She could be doing more. I mean, out of quarantine, certainly, right? All right. So our final note here, Noah, is the felonian scale, the axis of all the things we've done on this show. From from the good to the ill, where would you put Sarah Cooper on the axis here, the X, Y, and Z axis of the felonian scale? She, she is very high up. She's near the top. She might be a smidge or two below Key and Peele. I've always said Key and Peele and Black Mirror are the top ones. I kind of want to put her above Bo Burnham. But Bo Burnham does show more effort. Now, again, like it would be interesting to see what she could be, what she could do when she's out of quarantine or maybe gets like a deal. You know, this is all very personal on her iPhone. So maybe within her limitations, there is no more she can it's do. It's not fair to control. Comp- yeah, it's not could, fair could, to control. Right. But Bo right. Burnham got to do a movie. Even though we didn't talk about the yeah. movie on that episode, you know, it, it is a different body of work that you had to look at. Controlling for the, for the not as much effort she's extremely good you know she's a smidge below black mirror and about five clicks above from bo burnham i uh it, it was very good i put it near the top too but since it's it's kind of a one note thing i mean it, it if you each trump speech is kind of the same speech even when he says them it's the same speech it's it's just but that's but that's what's great is she digs into the details yes she does she does she gets uh, at the detail she she makes that a strength 
tick- she finds the she differences. Does, she does, as but small it's like after, after, after watching them. five of her things, I felt like okay, I know what this is. They're very good, but I, I personally like the note. I heard the note. It was, it was a, the same chord played over and over and, again. And you get, and since you get a little entertainment value out of it, you're out of there. Kind, kind of, kind I, of. I get entertainment value out of it. I want her to do more. I want to watch more. I, uh, I, I'm entertained. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, it's like if you bring up Bo Burnham. It's great because Bo Burnham started out by doing this comedy that was very adolescent and then he managed to direct this film that was just fantastic and i assume that is the ramp up of what bo burnham would get to do you give him more material he will make a more complex art out of it and there's there's nothing to say that sarah cooper couldn't do that um but for the moment she's definitely like I, there's a couple of topics in this show i think jesus and marrow and eric andre and key and peel and those things are and and um uh, death note are still ahead of her because, I mean, that's storytelling. You just have hours and hours and hours of storytelling and not minutes of storytelling. We're learning another we're, – we're honing in – homing in. I hate when people mix those up. Yeah. Homing in on another difference between us, which is you put more value in story. than. That is true. Yeah, that's the thing, the impression. I mean, uh, uh, here's maybe the last question I'll ask before we leave is do you think that this will have any kind of shelf life? No. Yeah. I could see this still having appeal after quarantine. God help us if he's still president. A year from now or two years from now, I could see people still enjoying this. I don't think, you know, if Out of the Trump God willing, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, after after Trump is gone, I think this will have no value beyond Curio. But that's okay, and I, I, I trust she agrees. Again, this is superb as a showcase for her talent and her intelligence. And it sounds to me like she'll use this quite wisely as a springboard. Yeah. Of all the presidential impressions we mentioned, I, I left my note. The last note I had for this one, which is, I don't think she'll have much. This won't have much of a longer shelf life than Jim Morris's Ronald Reagan impression. If that reference means anything to you, who the you. fuck was Jim Morris? I don't even know who he was. Jim Morris was the he was the guy who did the Reagan impression from like eighty three to eighty eight. That was Jim on Morris. in what medium? I've never heard of this guy. TV. He did the Gridiron Dinner. Jim Morris was the guy. He was the Vaughn Meter of his day. Wasn't Rich Little doing Reagan? Not really. He might have. Rich been- Little did Nixon. Rich Little did Nixon. He was a he was the Nixon. He might have had a Reagan, but his Reagan wasn't the Reagan. Jim Morris was the Reagan of, of the day. I have never heard of this man. That's what I'm saying. It's it's outside. Wow. It's all come and gone. Well, anyway, I believe that wraps us up. If you'd like to find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review. God damn it. I'm on Twitter, at William Scurry. Find me there. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now Noah. I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. Man, virtual trivia events, gangbusters these days. And man, we, we keep up to date with the content by using words like gangbusters. It's Wayne Knight in To Die For, if you remember that movie. Fucking gangbusters. Virtual events are nuts, but there's always room for yours. The finest in virtual live trivia uh wherever you are and go to bigquiston.com we're doing corporate events we're doing team building a lot of fundraisers for the right cause you get the best deal of a century uh we're doing just friend parties uh you name it so go to bigquiston.com learn all about it um get your personal consultation get a demo today so until such a time as sarah cooper does a lip sync that exposes the inner imposter feeling that noah tarno has every time he gets behind a microphone (laughs) to do a big quiz thing show we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.